right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Episode 101, let's get started today. Man, if you haven't heard episode 100, let me tell you what an epic episode it truly was. And I'm not just saying it because it's my work. I mean, this episode was truly, truly epic. And there's just really no other word to describe the experience with these guys. Seven people joined me, and I just want to take a moment just to thank Allison, Ben, Corey, Heidi, Lisa, Maggie, Sherry. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming on. Despite of how you may have felt, some of you were nervous, I'm sure. What a truly special episode that was, and it was because of all of you. Amazing, amazing stories. Each and every one of you is truly inspirational. And the uh, outpouring of comments and feedback we received from that episode, truly amazing. And I see that the listening audience has definitely grown from this episode and if any of you are back for episode 101 I just want to welcome all the new listeners that have decided to continue on with the podcast welcome to the show welcome to the ranting weight watcher podcast this podcast is basically a chronology of everything I ever go through And all you ever get is the cold hard truth of each experience. I experiment heavily. You know what? Sometimes things go my way. Sometimes things don't. But I give you every detail of everything I go through, especially when I decide to experiment. A few weeks back, I decided to experiment with being on the diabetic plan on the Weight Watcher system. And I did that for 12 weeks and I reported everything, all of my findings. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. All right, guys. Last week was a gain. 
So this is the episode 100 journey update you didn't receive. So this week is a 4.2 loss, which is great. Now, does do I actually think I lost 4.2 pounds of fat? That's debatable. That's for sure. I don't labor any delusions of that fact, especially when you eat as consistently and do things as consistently as I do. The big gains and the big losses just don't simply don't make sense when you do everything as consistently as I do. For all of the new listeners who don't know this, I eat the same breakfast seven days a week, the same lunch six to seven days a week, and the same dinner basically on the day. So every Monday is the same dinner, every Tuesday, so on. The only wild cards are Saturday, Sunday dinners are the wild cards. Basically, because I eat this way and because I exercise the way I exercise, it's the same regimen every week. When I have huge gains and huge losses, they don't really make sense when I do everything so level. Now, imagine if I didn't do anything level. Imagine what the scale would look like then. If I'm doing everything this level and I still have big fluctuations like, you know, having gains and losses like this, I mean... It just doesn't make sense. So I got to take it with a grain of salt. I can't celebrate too much when it's a big loss. I can't commiserate too little, too much when it's a big gain. Okay, that's just the way I do it. I try to keep it level-headed. And the one rule I have for anybody who's new is whenever there is a gain, I make sure I gain three weeks in a row before I ever make a, tr- a change. I monitor trends because the scale moves like the stock market moves. And if you sell every time your stock drops, you're going to be broke in no time. So if, and if, in the same token, if you change something every time the scale goes up, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Because you'll never know, did that happen because you made the change? If you try to make it so you're monitoring trends, and this is why I pick three, because three makes a trend. So if I gain three straight weeks in a row, on the second gain, I start analyzing my my work. And I say, okay, what might need to change if we have another gain next Saturday? I I decide on week two what could possibly change. And if week three, the gain happens again, the change is implemented. If the gain never happens again, the change is never implemented. Simple as that. It takes a lot of discipline to be able to do this. And it takes a lot of confidence in the work you put in to be able to do this. If you're off on either one of those things, you're going to drive yourself crazy either way. Total lost for the month of July so far is 6.4 pounds. Total lost since January 2019 is 155.4 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to our next milestone, which is milestone 175, is 19.6 pounds away. And the pounds remaining to get to the Big milestone, which was when we set out to do this, we set out to lose 200 pounds and then to make some serious life choices at that point. 
And from the 200-pound milestone, we are 44.6 pounds away. Everything seems so close and so far at the same time, and it's insane. I've never, ever gotten so excited about the progress I'm making as of right now. Every loss is a new low. Okay, so I I weighed in at 240.2 on Saturday. I think it was 0.2 or 0.4, whatever it was. 240 point, I'm doing that off the top of my head. 240.2, let's say that. I have not been 240s since we're talking about 6th or 7th grade, somewhere in between there. Okay, and every week it goes lower, it just goes lower on the grade scale. Every week is a new accomplishment, okay? It's insanity. In sixth grade, I wore a 42-inch waist on pants, and I'm wearing a 42-inch waist now. So I have the same waist size now that I had in the sixth grade. How many people could say that? I mean, it's embarrassing to say I had a 42-inch waist in the sixth grade, but it's like a celebration to say I have it now at 44, and I'm on the way down. I'm still descending. I can't say anymore how wonderful this experience has been, and it's, uh, it's, just, it's, it's just amazing this time. So the last few weeks... I've been attending workshops. And let me just, for all the new people, I am an observer of behavior. So I'm sitting in one of these workshops and I'm hearing the same, basically it's, there, there's a trend going on right now. And the same overall message from the trend is that people are at a disconnect right now with their journeys. And, you, you know, you can hear the coaches say here and there, this is like an ebbs and fl- the ebbs and flows of the journey. This just happens throughout the journey. Sometimes you're all in, sometimes you're not, right? And the one thing I notice about it, because it happens periodically, the one thing I notice about it is people are always looking at it in the moment. Now, the one thing that I like to do is look at it in the broad scheme. I like to take a 40,000-foot view of the journey at all times. At any given moment, I'll jump to a 40,000-foot view and look at everything and see it for what it is. I don't analyze everything from just the moment I feel it. You hear a lot of, oh my God, it's summer and I want to have a good time and I'm, I'm really struggling you know, because everybody's going out and they're drinking and they're having a good time. They're going out to eat and they're all analyzing it like it's just this time. It's just this moment. But really, it's not just this time. It's not just this moment. It is a yearly cycle. It happens every year. If you really think about it, I would bet on black in Vegas to say that this time last year, you felt the exact same way. Let's really think about this here. Let's get down and dirty. Because that's really what it's about. We go through these cycles every year at the exact same times of year. 
And if we're really analyzing it, it starts from January 1. Now, what's everybody thinking on January 1? Let's really analyze this. Everybody's like, new year, new me. I'm going to put my all into it this time. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to do everything I always said I was going to do every single year. Everybody's in that mode come January 1. And they jump right in. They never think for a second, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So they jump in, zero education, zero anything, knowledge of what they really need to do. What the, how much work it actually takes. You just jump in and you get going. And you could do that. I'm not telling you not to do that. But 80% of the New Year's resolution crowd is gone by February 15th. And it starts, I think, Quitter's Day. They actually call it Quitter's Day, okay? I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a national Quitter's Day. Google it. I think it's January 17th or the 20th, something like that. It's right around there. And from that day forward to to February 15th, 80% of the New Year's resolution crowd starts to drop between that time period. And by the time you get to the mid-February, 80% is gone. And for the few that remain, however many start to however many make it to the second quarter of the new year, now you're in a, so you started off the year strong and immediately you begin to dip. And what you thought would be easy, not so easy. It's a lot harder than you thought it would be. And so maybe now at this point, by second quarter of the year, you're a little frustrated. Your emotions are getting the best of you. And they're making decisions for you that they shouldn't make. Now, naturally, your results change because of this behavior. And they go on the rise. So now, because of the rise... You have people who quit. Ah, this doesn't work for me. That's what you're saying by second quarter. This, uh, this obviously doesn't work. Let me try something else. And whether or not you try something else, that's another story. That's what you're hitting around second quarter. Okay? End of May. We're talking about the kickoff of the warm weather. Right? So now at some point, some people say, Oh man, we're going to be in bathing suits soon. So I, gotta, I better hit the gym again. So they get back into it. And they're working hard, busting their butt, and they're doing a bunch of stuff they know is not sustainable. They're giving up food they love, all in the name of dropping weight before a certain time period. And then that time period gets here. And maybe they achieve the goal that they had To get into that bathing suit, maybe they didn't. Either way, it's time to wear a bathing suit. But now what happens when you put that bathing suit on? When you put that bathing suit on, you're now in party mode. And you're no longer paying attention to what you need to do to maintain the bathing suit body. Now you want to have a good time. Now you want to relax. 
And now you don't want to have to worry about tracking. And now it's about partying, having a few drinks. Who cares? Put it on the grill. Put some burgers, some hot dogs, whatever it is. Throw it on the grill. And that's where we are. Then, there's a nip in the air. You get a little nip. It's like the end of August. Summer's coming to an end. And you realize, oh man, before you know it, the holidays will be here. I gained some weight over the summer. Let me hit the gym again before the holidays. Let's get some weight off. So you hit the gym again. And you drop some weight. And Halloween gets here. At work, there's the Halloween candy. You got your kids' Halloween candy. It's all sitting around the house. And that's where it starts. Oh, you know, I had a few pieces of candy. And then the more and more relaxed you become, I'm not telling you you can't have candy, okay? So please, for all those people that are about to get triggered, take it easy a minute. You have your pieces of candy, and the more pieces you have, the more relaxed you become. And now you hit November. And maybe the can maybe like mid-November, the Halloween candy's still around. Because you know what? You hit the sales after. And all the the Halloween candy that's still in the supermarket that no one bought is now like 70% off. So not only did you have your kids' Halloween candy, you went back into the store and you decided to buy it. So here we are, mid-November. We're maybe a week, just 10 days to to Thanksgiving. And you're still dealing with Halloween candy. And before you know it, Thanksgiving is here. And you go out of your mind on Thanksgiving because who doesn't? Who doesn't want to have a good time on Thanksgiving? But that doesn't end on Thanksgiving. Because there's leftovers. So you continue on. And before you know it, it's mid-December. And between Christmas cookies and whatever else, the scale is certainly on the rise. And what does that put us right in the position for January 1? So now tell me. Tell me I didn't just dictate probably 90, 95% of the population's yearly cycle. And this is not just, listen, advertisers know this too. I'm not just talking out of my ass here. If you, if you ever pay attention to the commercials that come on at certain times of the year, you'll see you're being, you're being geared up. A week or two before Memorial Day, you're seeing grills go on sale. You're seeing all kinds of stuff. You're watching that barbecue. You're watching diners, drive-ins, and dives like, oh, man, I got to get some ribs. I need some baby back ribs in my life. And if that doesn't kick you off for the summer season, I don't know what does. We have to look at it sometimes from a broad perspective. And we have to see if we truly value what we say we value, if we truly want the health that we say we want. I'm not saying you can never have an ebb and a flow. I'm not saying that you can't have an emotional 
change and, and get distant from the journey. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that however many times a, a year it's dictated by the time of year, it has to get minimized. Now, in the winter, you got people that say, oh, it's too cold, I can't exercise. In the summer, you got people that say, oh, it's too hot, I can't exercise. And so, so what does that really leave you? What does that really leave you? When you put limitations like that on it, and then you're still in that same yearly cycle everyone else is, and then you add to it the temperature affecting whether or not you're going to have some activity. How much more affected is the yearly cycle by those two decisions? It's too cold to do any, any kind of exercise. It's too hot to do any kind of exercise. It cannot be that you're gung-ho in the fall and the spring of every year. Okay? It cannot be. It cannot be. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Hello, I'm Donato Russo, and I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called the Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough.
And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact comes from Charlotte, who's in the Consistency Challenge group. She says, I came home one day to find our tiny armadillos in the front yard with their mama. They were being taught how to forage for food. They had made a burrow underneath my porch. I was happy to see them since that they eat fire ants and a constant problem in our area. My husband looked up information about baby armadillos. Baby armadillos are called pups. Armadillos give birth to one to 12 young. What is very interesting is that all the armadillo pups are identical. They are all derived from a single ovum. Twins are not uncommon. Nine banded armadillos have four identical pups of the same gender every litter. The seven banded armadillos have eight to 15 pups. All armadillos have genetically identical pups every single time. Females produce one litter from March to April every year. They are able to forage within a few hours after birth and they leave home in the autumn. Now I have a lot of new listeners and they don't understand why I just read that. So I'm going to quickly make you understand In the previous episodes, I had dealt with a situation that had haunted me from fourth grade. And that situation is reading aloud. I was forced to do it for something to do for my job. I decided to battle this fear. I added this random facts segment to my show where I will not edit the footage that I read and... I'm getting emails from my listeners who just send random facts. I won't read them until it comes time, and I won't edit any mistakes. It's going to be the raw footage, and we're going to look back and we're going to see, did I improve? Did I not improve? Is this always going to be a problem for me? Am I getting better? And if you're interested and you want to send a random fact, you're going to email the show, therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com, Again, the ranting weight watcher at gmail.com. In the subject, please put random facts. This way I know not to open it and to save it for recording times so I could read it like I read this one from Charlotte. Now, let's get back to the show. So I have some announcements. We got the two-year anniversary of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast coming up. It's August 26th that will air. And I did open the phone lines for anyone who wishes to call in, leave a a recorded voicemail. I'll play them on the show. If the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast has helped you, inspired you, motivated you, whatever it is in your journey, and you want to express your gratitude, whatever, whatever the message may be, please give the show hotline a call. 
That's 505-652-7268. Give a call. Leave a message. We're going to celebrate two years of the Ranting Weight Watcher. And we're going to do some reflecting. And it's going to just be a, a great celebration of what this vision is turning out to be. Because when I started out, I had an awesome vision. And it's, it's already turning out much better than I ever expected. So before the break, we were talking about the ebbs and flows of a, on a yearly basis. And in reality, if we're thinking about it, if we think about it exactly as I put it all out to you, at the end of the year, I don't know if you ever do this, but I do it almost every year, at least since I've been on plan. I do an analysis of the entire previous year and how much did I lose for the year, you know, accomplishments, stuff like that. But when when you're not doing anything and you're just kind of going with the flow of life, how much could you be adding by not paying attention? Just because it's summer and you want to have a few drinks, just because it's winter and you want to enjoy the holidays, when we completely let go and let whatever may happen, happen. We, we are making our, our situation worse the, the majority of the time. I'm not saying you don't enjoy it. I'm not saying you're not entitled to it. Here's what I am saying. You can't be unhappy with the results. With every decision comes a consequence. Literally every decision. Even for good things. Even for good things. Every decision has a consequence. And you can't sit here and be aggravated by what the scale says when you made the choice to enjoy yourself because it's summer and you want to have a few drinks and have a good time. I have no problem with you having a few drinks and having a good time. I have a problem with you being upset by your scale results when you've made that decision. Because let's take it on a a caloric level here. All calories are not created equal. And I understand on Weight Watchers, we don't go by calories. All points are not created equal either. If a piece of steak is four points, it's going to be different than a margarita if it's four points. Okay? It's, it's just as simple as that. They're both four points. They don't make that. That doesn't make them the same. Because you know what? Your body, as much as you think you need it, your body doesn't need the margarita. And I'm sure margaritas are much more than four points. I'm just throwing numbers out here. Just throwing numbers out. Just saying. Everything has to be taken into consideration. Everything has to be t- looked at in perspective. If you're going to make decisions like this in the moment, you cannot forget those decisions when you step on the scale and you're unhappy with the result and you think you're doing everything the way you're supposed to. Now listen, there's plenty of people that'll give you the give yourself grace. It's okay, give yourself some grace. There's plenty of people that are going to give it to you. I'm not condemning you, so I don't need to give you grace. I'm only pointing out that every decision has a consequence. 
And you cannot ignore the consequence because someone allowed you to have grace. You cannot be unhappy with the result when you made the decision to be in the position. It's everything in the world is a double-edged sword. I've said this many times. We can go on and on and on about this. At some point, it cannot be about what time of year it is anymore. At some point, if you truly want to make it to whatever health level is your goal, the time of year can no longer matter. What's going on can no longer matter. How much you want to have a few drinks and have a good time can no longer matter. Am I saying you can't work these things into the plan and have a good time? I'm saying that if your, ba- if your scale results are going in the wrong direction, is that you're not balanced. That's what I'm saying. Because even with those things, I go out on weekends and I have a good time. I go out to eat and have a good time. But everything else is balanced. I want to go out to eat on a Saturday night. I want to go out to eat on a Sunday night. Fine, I go out and eat. I make my choices. I track everything. I do everything I'm asked to do. And I live with the result. It is what it is. But the rest of the week is regimented like military. If I eat three times a day, we're talking about two meals. So 21 meals a week, that means 19 are executed as planned. And we're talking about two. But you can't flip out when you know you make decisions that go in certain ways. Now, if you're going to be frustrated, be frustrated, but be frustrated and know the truth. Don't ignore the truth and be frustrated and pretend it didn't, doesn't exist. Don't you dare make decisions like I'm going to have four margaritas and not have them in the tracker. Because you'll never remember how many you had. If you want them, have them. Track them. Because when the results aren't where they're supposed to be, you're going to know exactly why. And it's not a struggle. Let me tell you, we use, we really stretch the definition of struggle. We really, really stretch it. Because when we make decisions that dictate the struggle, how do you call it a struggle? At some point, the decisions that throw that you know can throw off the journey have to be less than the decisions that strengthen the journey. It's as simple as that. It's not about never doing it again. It's about doing it and having control over the situation and especially knowing the consequence of the control you're taking. That's all there is to it. So what can you take from this episode today? (music) 
the one thing you need to know most is every moment you're making a decision, which is on a second-by-second basis as you go through this journey, every single one will seem insignificant in the moment. Every last decision you make. It will always feel like no big deal. Just the same as the weight gradually comes off, the weight also gradually comes back on. And these fluctuations happen over long periods of time where the, the, it's the kind of weight that stays on. Just the same as when you lose it slowly, it's the kind of weight that stays off. But if you start gaining it slowly, I mean, you've heard my story before. I went from 460 pounds to 277 pounds in one year because of gastric bypass. Changed literally none of my behavior. Just enjoyed the benefit of what surgery did for my life. But it took 15 years... And I end up back on January 4th, my birthday, 2019. I end up back to 403. It took 15 years to undo what I did. It doesn't doesn't happen right away. And it always seems insignificant. It always seems like no big deal. And anybody who says anything to you, you're going to think they're making a big deal. And I'm sure a bunch of you right now think I'm making a big deal. And it's your right to do that. I can't pull you out. Just know, hear my words. Every choice you make takes you toward your goal or away from your goal. It's never the system. It's always the person making the choices. The system doesn't matter as much as the individual. Even when you choose a system that doesn't work for you, it came from a choice that you made. As long as you recognize by making these choices, at some point they will give birth to something you do not like, especially if you do them consistently, the rest is up to you. But what would it look like if the amount of times you said no was way more than the amount of times you said yes? What might that look like next year at this time? That's what it's all about. It's being better next time than you are this time. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.